Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Check podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Donnie and Dolly podcast. Catch the show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon on Check. Your local sports coverage lives here. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. With Don Taylor. I've got this crooked cane, this really old crooked cane. And Rick Dollywall. We ended up going to a Best Western to watch the Lions in the 83-82. Here's Donnie and Dolly. 10 o'clock in downtown Vancouver. We're in the Paul Carson studio. Thanks for tuning in, folks. It's Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. Don Taylor, along with Rick Dollywall. Ryan Henderson is our producer. He's the man at the controls. Our director, the voice of God, is Derek Wong. How are you? Oh, couldn't be better. Game seven last night. Yeah, well, you could be better because the game wasn't all that good. There's been six game sevens. I believe that's the number, and that was by far the least entertaining. Well, it was. And, but you picked Carolina to win it all. I did. Just a reminder. And I wasn't the only one, and not the only one in this uh, market, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, best offensive record in the National Hockey League going oh, into well. the playoffs. Goaltending issues, it, it didn't work out. Um, we'll often say uh, in, in this business, on this show, that Ray Ferraro is the best in, in the business. So good. Okay, so... Um, last night, the Rangers dumped Carolina 6-2 in Game 7. Carolina came into that game 7-0 and at home in the with some goaltending issues, especially when you looked at the other end of the ice and Shesterkin yeah. is there. So Rangers without goaltending issues. So, Ray, uh, the best in, in the business. And here's his clip uh, from yesterday. If you don't agree with that statement I just made about Ray, here's Ray. Uh, talking about two things, the law of averages and goaltending. Two things stand out, Donnie, for me. It's like just from strictly, you know, everything's about gambling these days, right? Mm. Every time yep. you turn on your TV, somebody <laughs> yeah. tells you a different way to look at a game. But how how long can you win every game at home? Like yeah. with no other knowledge, like eventually you're going to lose because teams don't win 41 games at home. Mm. They've already won seven. Like seven in a row, and they haven't won on the road, which to me is just unfathomable that they could be that good and then that bad home and away. Um, the Carolina, that is. The second part of this is the the one clear difference in in the teams is is Igor Shesterkin. Is he's just phenomenal. I've done I think eleven Ranger playoff games now, and he's outside of the two in Pittsburgh where he got shelled and they pulled him. Um, since then, he's, he's, his save percentage is 937. Stops the puck almost 94% of the time. Like it's, so in one game, you've got a goalie in Carolina that got pulled last game. It's playing his 11th straight game. He's only done that one other time in his career. That's anti-Ranta. One other time, and that was nine years ago. It's against Shesterkin. If I got to pick one guy in one game, I'm taking Shesterkin. 
It's there like he had a, a crystal ball, and that's why Ray's working Bingo. at ESPN and, and TSN, and, and uh, we're doing Donnie and Dolly the team uh, on chat. No, I'm just kidding, of course. But Ray's the best in business, and, and as he nailed it yesterday. Uh, obviously, the law of averages, not obviously, but obvious to Ray anyway, the law of averages was going to come into play for Carolina. They weren't in that game, and then the goaltending situation, uh, they were already thin with Freddie Anderson out. They showed him in the press box. And uh, Ranta ends up getting hurt. They put in the uh, uh, the kid, and uh, game over. What about this stat, uh, Donnie? Rangers five and zero in elimination games this spring. Uh, how about giving their GM some credit? Tyler Mott, Andrew Kopp, Valtrano. They picked up some guys, uh, size, energy, all that playoff type guys. They've all been good. Andrew Kopp's been on. Andrew Kopp's going to put himself in a position. He's putting his agent in a good position. He's going to be a UFA this summer, and there's going to be a ton of teams after him, Donnie. I wouldn't be surprised if the Canucks poke around and see what it takes to get an Andrew Kopp-type guy. But look at their GM went out and got these guys. Tyler Motts in the Eastern Conference Final, good for him. Some good moves. Yeah, and you know, and Chris oh, oh, things didn't work out for Florida, uh, but they picked up the likes of, of Claude Giroux. But this year, That's, you look at what the Rangers did. You mentioned the players there. Tampa Bay as well with uh, Nick Paul and Brandon Hale. Things have worked out well there. You, so often you hear after, after a postseason, well, those po- those trade deadline uh, deals didn't didn't work out. It, it didn't work out, but they, they have for those uh, two teams. So, Ray, uh, bang on, uh, 6-2, uh, the Rangers over Carolina. Could the Final Four, I, I'm talking from, look, we're talking to a BC audience here, Canuck Nation. I guess it could be better for you, but the NHL, do you think they're not happy with this Final Four? Oh, they four? love this. Star Rangers power. Versus, Star power. Versus Tampa Bay, Edmonton uh, versus Colorado. So you've got the the biggest market in New York there yep. with, with the Rangers there. You've got a two-time defending uh, champion. So there's there's history there. You've got huge star power with McKinnon versus McDavid, and you've got a Canadian team left yep. trying to break that you know drought that's gone on since 1993. There's a whole lot there. All starts tonight with Colorado versus Edmonton. Gary Bettman's got to be loving the Final Four, Donnie. Uh, you have to admit that he has got to be. He couldn't have scripted a better for the Final Four. Uh, back to the Rangers quickly, Don. I'm going to ask you: Is there a better open ice hitter right now than Truba? How many guys has he, like, whether, I know some of the hits are controversial, but this guy every game, if you got your head down and you're crossing that blue line in New York, Truba's waiting, knocks out Jarvis, and Jarvis did not return. Jacob Truba is, is, is unbelievable right now for, he's, got, he's given them, the Rangers, that one quality, that, that, that hitter back there, and he is knocking guys left, right, and center. The other thing with the Rangers last night, uh, I don't know what they're saying in New York. There was one article I, I read today, early, early this morning, but that might have been uh, Lafreniere's best game as a, yeah. a, as a Ranger. Yeah, he was uh, really good. Also, also to promise there. Of course, we're talking about oh, a, first overall, a first overall draft pick. Rangers have won eleven of their last thirteen game sevens. It dates back wow. to '92. Sorry, Canuck fans. It also includes Game Seven, '94, Madison Square Garden, three-two, the Rangers over the Canucks. In the Stanley Cup uh, final. Uh, lots going on. I mentioned uh, game one of the uh, Western final tonight in Denver. Avs versus uh, Oilers. Do we want to do this first, uh, Ryan? Do we want to talk about the Canucks and uh, Mikhail Samuelson? You're the boss, whatever you think. Okay. Let me tell you this. If you're not pumped for this, <laughs> like if there's any chance in the world that you're not pumped uh, for this matchup, 
oh, between the Oilers and fan. Avalanche. McKinnon versus McDavid. Well, if you're not pumped up, maybe this will help. Here's Nathan McKinnon yesterday talking about going up against Connor McDavid. I think he's the best. I said it. Uh, yeah, I think he's been the best for a, a little bit now, and um, it's going to take a full team effort to stop him and same with Dreisaitl. So, um, but they're, they're deeper than teams give them credit for. For sure. I mean, they're very deep. They wouldn't be where they're at without the full team effort. And uh, for me, um, I'm not really thinking about that a whole lot. Uh, obviously, I see that stuff, but, um, you know, that's to hopefully that gets more viewers and lowers escrow. But other than that, I don't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. And if that doesn't get you pumped up, here's here's Connor McDavid. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to like, obviously. Um you know, he skates real well. Um, he's he's strong. Um, you know, plays the game at uh, at top speed all the time, and um, you know, he makes it uh, makes it tough to defend. Um, and uh, yeah, just the way they ended those two clips, and uh, yeah, and yeah. I don't care. Hmm. Look, uh, I, you know, these guys aren't paid. They're not actors. They're not broadcasters. They're not, they're not paid to pump things up. But that was just so hockey. Yeah. This is going to be – you. and look, uh, maybe it ends up being uh, disappointing. But going in, you have to think this is going to be one of the great series uh, of all time. But that was just so hockey. So those, those two clips there, so, so hockey that, you know, they're just so low-key. And you just wish they'd – you know, have a little more showmanship in them. And it's not the be-all and end-all. I, I get all that. But I just laughed my head off looking at those two clips yesterday. They couldn't have been more low-key. They couldn't have sold it less. Sold it less. But you know what? That's what those type of – they're low-key guys. They're not the, they're not the uh, guys that are going to give you the great uh, quote all the time. Yeah, but don't you think yeah. the NHL would love it well, if, they if like somebody would say, listen, I'm the better player. I, I'm the better player. I'm the best in the world. I'm going to show it in this series. The NHL would love that. They're just not the, the nature of a lot of hockey players, especially those two great uh, Canadians. But I just, I just had a good chuckle. Am I the only one who had a good laugh at that? Am I the only one? I just wish – I, li- I like the escrow comment, though. Yeah. yeah they the escrow escrow was kind of the fact that that actually entered his mind. I just wish they would play a little bit more. Like I, th- I feel like sometimes athletes, they're so nervous about saying the wrong thing and saying something that hockey oh, players more board. than any other. Yeah, it's bulletin board material and then all that stuff. Like I feel like then they just result to okay, screw it. I'm just gonna shut it down. Be careful though, Ryan. You gotta just be careful. Say yes or no, you, you do have to be careful. No, I know, but that's what I mean though. And then well, I look at a league like the NBA or whatever, and it's like, man, well, like every press conference, yeah. you're pulling some like amazing soundbite out. And that furthers the, the, the series and the league and all of that stuff. And again, but I'm again not, if it's I'm not, not in them, it's not in them. I understand that. I'm not that, picking but. on them at all. I just had a good – just, it was just so hockey. and it, I, I had a good chuckle in a strange kind of way. We, I, I also – like, we make it out to be McKinnon versus McDavid, right? Like Bednar said today, it's not – like, that's not how we view it. You know, like, that's what fans view it and the media views it, but – the two teams view well, it as the two teams. We're the ones making the storyline of the two guys going against each other. But Andrew and Burnaby on the uh, Delaney's OK Tire and Langley inbox, you don't want Luongo pumping the tires yes, comment? Yes, you do. That made Tim Thomas play better and maybe cost us the cup? No, but see, and no, again, Okay, no. but that, that's so a what's, good example. What's, what's better for the business? Okay. What's better for the business well, of hockey? But, I, but, I know it's but, not hey, the be-all and end-all, but, but, but what's better? That, I remember close. it was BMAC that went uh, on radio on 1040 and blasted Luongo for saying that. What are you doing? 
you're giving the other team motivation, initiative, all that stuff. So that's a, and that's, that's a, a good example of a player hearing that and going, okay, screw it, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, sure. Like if this is but deemed think, as but, me doing some sort of bulletin board material, screw it. I'm just going to say, you know, we're really looking forward to the next game. It's going to be a tough matchup. All the cliches. Instead of saying something. Like if McKinnon had I, sat down yesterday and gone, you know what? Connor's had a great playoffs, but I believe I'm the best player in the world. That'd mm-hmm. been great. And he probably feels that way, but he's never going to say it because then he doesn't want to have the 24-hour news cycle. Sure, of- but here, here's another way of looking at it, too. If you make a comment like that and you have the op- – and, and look, you could say it, it'll pump up the opposition. It could also do this to the opposition. It could make their entire focus you yeah. at, versus winning the w- winning right. games, winning, winning the series. Mm. It, could, it can be it, you know, considered uh, not an advantage or a yeah. disadvantage for the opposition. I don't know. I'd rather see it the other way around. And look, there are players out there, maybe a Marshawn, who would do something like that. That's not in their personality. I just, I just, I just found it. It's just too bad though because then the guys that are really good quotes aren't the stars of the league, like the Ryan Reeves out there that are really good interviews. They kind of get it. Yeah, they they understand that you know you don't don't have to be so serious. They're really good interviews, and you know nobody. No offense, nobody's showing up to see Ryan Reeves. Like they're well, yeah, you know, just to see Ryan Reeves, right? Like, yes, Rick. Guys, both teams have a ton of good forwards in this. Uh, I want to talk about the defense with a couple of local angles. Kale McCart, uh, he's not local. Well, he's from Alberta, but Devon Taves and Bowen Byram have been great. You off to a really poor start. No, here. no, no, no. Just listen. Devon Taves from Abbotsford has been great. Bowen Byram's been great. He's moved up into the top four, and I'm telling you, they got 27 points. The three of them. They got seven more points in the top three on the Oilers' blue line. That's going to be a big battle uh, for the defenseman, Donnie, on both sides. But boy, oh boy, Taves has been great. And Bowen Byram, the former Vancouver Giant, has been great as well. Okay, I also wanted to bring up this when it comes to the series. And we're going to get to the Canucks and uh, a Mikhail Samuelson clip uh, later on uh, on the show. But I also wanted to bring up this. Have we got time for this? This Dave Manson clip, do you want to save it for later? Let, let, let's do it uh, right now. Uh, one of the underlying stories, um, sidebar stories going into the series, is the battle, if you want to call it that, between Avs defenseman Josh Manson and Oilers assistant coach, who he handles the defense, Dave Manson, father and son. Here, And there's a Canuck angle to this. Yep. Here's Dave Manson talking about that, again, so-called battle. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, you know, you go through, I've spent a few years in the NHL, and Josh is, uh, you know, nine years into his career. It's a, it's a unique opportunity, and it doesn't happen a lot in one's career. So you, you want to try to take advantage of it whenever you can and, uh, and enjoy it. That's uh, Dave Matson. He started the uh, season out uh, coaching in Bakersfield with Jay Woodcroft. They make the change with Dave Tippett, and up he goes uh, to the big team at Edmonton. Josh starts out in a- Anaheim, of course, Anaheim. ends up getting uh, traded to uh, Colorado. So a uh, father-son meeting in this uh, big Western Conference playoff series. The Canuck angle to this is, and I saw this a lot on social media last night, people wondering about Dave's voice. Voice. He, he talks with the raspy voice, and he has since 1992. Uh, I believe he was playing with the Oilers at the time. Game between the Oilers and Dave was a big, tough, oh, he was defenseman. Tough. Very tough. But from the Prairies, all of that. Uh, Edmonton versus Vancouver. And Sergio Momesso and him got into a fight. Sergio also big, tough guy. 
forward, not Big a defenseman. Time. You get the idea. Yeah. Sergio uh, damaged in that fight. He hit him in the throat. He mm. damaged his windpipe. And That's uh, why. Dave's talked like that ever since, and he's had wow. surgeries. You saw the scar, scar there. And uh, obviously everything's been fine from a hockey point of view for him and er- everything else. He's got a big been. family. Yep. His kid's in the NHL, all of that, but he still speaks with that voice. And um, I, I, I looked for the fight last night. I couldn't, I couldn't find it. And that was back in the day. Back in the day. When not all National Hockey League games were televised, and obviously that was – that was one of them. Not not that long ago, but but that that was the case. So Dave versus uh, Josh with a bit of a Canuck angle there, um, in that Colorado. Tough, tough. Dave was tough. Oh, he series. was from Prince Albert, eleventh overall, nineteen eighty five. Blackhawks. He was so tough. Going to be fun. So Rangers move on. They're taking on uh, Tampa Bay. Rangers and Tampa Bay finished. Uh, each with 110 points, Rangers with more uh, regulation wins. So they get, you'd think it would be Tampa Bay, but it's not. Uh, they get home ice advantage. Game one is tomorrow in the Eastern Final. Game one, Western Final uh, tonight, Edmonton at Colorado. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Here's what's coming up uh, on the show. And we're going to talk about the Canucks uh, later on. Uh, is it just me, DTMC, coming up in the next hour or in the 11 o'clock hour? Craig Button, TSN scouting director, just after uh, 11 o'clock. Big ride, the Twitter uh, guy, later on in this hour. And up next, uh, Jeff Patterson of Sakaris and Price guy. and the Rinkwide podcast. Thanks for tuning in, folks. It's Donnie and Dolly, the team on Jack. Donnie and Dolly, the team is supported by ableauctions.ca. Closing your business, we can help. Okay, um, some soccer news coming up uh, in, in a bit. Meanwhile, all of our guests today, including Jeff Patterson, standing by, are brought to you by the Waddling Dog Pub, one of Victoria's favorite local watering holes, located 10 minutes from the ferry terminal. The Waddling Dog Pub is the best place uh, to be to catch all NHL playoff action. With spring finally here, the dog is excited to open their heated dog-friendly patio. Don't miss their fully stocked liquor store and 30 uh, room boutique hotel attached. There are countless reasons to come, sit, and stay. It sounds like you're talking to a dog there. <laughs> at the waddling uh, dog, uh, Canada versus Panama, uh, June fifth. Yeah, at they BC just announced that soccer, yeah. uh, a men's uh, friendly in place of Canada versus Iran. The game that was uh, the game that was canceled. So that's going to we'll, we'll get a guest on regarding that uh, in the near future, I'm sure. But June fifth, uh, Canada versus Panama at BC place tickets on sale well june 1st they go on sale on uh on wednesday tomorrow tomorrow's june tomorrow okay um thanks to the waddling dog we bring in uh jeff patterson from sakaris and price and the rinkwide podcast how are you sir i'm doing well guys and i was listening intently to the opening segment and i heard the discussion about luongo and tim thomas and and i I always think this about goaltending not it doesn't apply to skaters necessarily but i always think like how can a goalie want to stop the puck more than he already does? Like if you're Roberto Luongo mm-hmm. and you say what you say, and Tim Thomas takes that personally, mm-hmm. like if you slight a skater, a skater can find ways to up his game and run around and hit everything that moves and try to score a bunch of goals. Here, the goalie's job is to stop the puck. Like Tim Thomas was stopping everything already. So I don't know that it really was incentive for Tim Thomas to want to stop the puck more than he already was. 
Yeah. Um, yesterday, I know you uh, talked about this uh, yesterday, tweeted about it, but the Canucks make uh, some significant changes uh, to their player development group, adding Mikhail Samuelson, Mike Komisarek, uh, Daniel and Henrik Sedin. Uh, they're going to be on the ice helping out uh, the Canucks young players. What stuck out for you? Yeah, well, it was that sentence in the press release as I went through it. And I thought, Daniel and Henrik are getting back on skates. Because I remember when they retired, I asked, or when they joined the club in the front office, I said, was there any on-ice capacity? And they they looked at each other and they kind of laughed and, and said, no, uh, you know, our, our we've hung up our skates. Well, apparently the skates are coming off the shelf and getting dusted off here. I'm really interested in this one, Donnie, because as a guy that has covered probably more practices than anybody in this market over the yeah. last 20 yep. years. I, I can tell you that we just don't see a lot of individual coaching, particularly with young players. If young players are on an NHL practice ice, they're part of the practice. And like whether it's Vasily Podkolzin or Nils Hoaglander or you know, even Elias Pedersen still a young player here, like – if they're in the, involved in the practice, Bruce Boudreaux is using them in line rushes and special teams drills and all those types of things. It's not like the players are divided on the practice ice by their age. The young guys, you go down to one end and the mm-hmm. old guys, you come work with me. It doesn't work like that. So I'm really curious to see what does this mean in terms of Daniel and Henrik being on the ice? How are they going to work with some of these young players? And And then in the press release, it also said that they're going to divide their time between Vancouver and Abbotsford. So, you know, I'm all for it. And I think this tells you that maybe the Sedins got tired of sitting around in meetings. And if they did, I don't blame them. I'm not a meetings guy. I I love going to the rink. I love going to the games. I love talking hockey with you guys on podcasts. I'm not a meetings guy. I know that there are people who make a living, you know, just, I got friends. Oh yeah, I'm in meetings all day. Like Daniel and Henrik, they've been hockey players. Like this is their skill set. So I think it's great if the organization can employ them properly, but I'm just really curious, you know, does this mean that they're going to do some pre-practice work with some of these young players? Are they going to ask them to stick around after practice? Because right now that just doesn't happen. That there isn't that sort of structured one-on-one, or in this case, maybe it's two-on-one work with coaches and players. But the Sedins are incredible hockey players, incredible people, great resources. And so I think after a year of being in the organization and trying to figure out what they want to do and what the Canucks think, you know, where they think they can best help, uh, it sounds like getting into this player development role is what everybody's agreed on. And I just want to see what it looks like once the hockey season rolls around. So we'll see the Canucks, both in Vancouver and Abbotsford, employing the cycle on a regular basis <laughs> uh, from here on in. Is that what I'm hearing, Jeff? I think so, and I believe Cammy Granato is now uh, asking the scouts to uh, find twins. That's the, the Canucks <laughs> yeah. are going to draft by, yeah. they're gonna draft by twos this year. Yeah, But, but Jeff, here's what I like. Uh, Rutherford and Alvin have been here now a few months. They've clearly identified the problems in this organization, and they've clearly realized that player development has not been great. All you got to do is go back to Utica, and we've all heard horror stories uh, of, of some of the player development there, and I don't care what anybody says. When Jet Wu's taken in the second round as a defenseman and he's playing as a forward, that's not good on any front. And But at least the new guys have identified the problems, and they're trying to fix it, Jeff. No, I'm with you, Rick. And, and look, it wasn't that long ago that people were pointing fingers and saying the Vancouver Canucks front office is too lean. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody that's saying that now, the way that they have fleshed this out. And guys, we're all old enough to remember, like there was a time and not that long ago when your player development department 
was the coaching staff of your minor league affiliate, right? And this is really an area of growth, not just here in Vancouver, but across the National Hockey League and really broader than that across sport. I think people realize that the minor league affiliates, the coaching staff has a job to do to prepare those players for games and trying to win games. But if you can add resources, if you can add people that have been there at the highest levels and they're able to impart that wisdom on some of these young players and help them uh, develop their games, then then why wouldn't you? And so when you look now, all of a sudden, you've got this department that's headed up by Cami Granato, and you've got Ryan Johnson there with her, and below them, you've got Chris Higgins, and now you've got the Sedins, and oh yeah, you're bringing in a Stanley Cup champion, Michael Samuelson, and a guy in Mike Komisarek who was himself a high draft pick. I, I think the backgrounds and the paths that these two guys have taken, you've got Samuelson who's won a cup and is going to be based in Europe, You've got Kamasarek, who went the college route and was a high pick and made it to the National Hockey League. One's a forward, one's a defenseman. It just kind of feels like all of this is by design that the Canucks are able to check off a bunch of boxes with these two people and two guys that have been there. They've played the game at the highest level. And again, both have experiences. Mike Kamasarek went back to school. He was an assistant coach at Michigan. Uh, Samuelson's been a general manager over in Sweden. He worked for the Chicago Blackhawks. Like these aren't guys that are just dipping their toe in to see if this is what they want to do. They come with a broad base of skills that I think can immediately help the Vancouver Canucks again develop their prospects. Now, the bigger prospect is, or the bigger problem in all of this is finding enough prospects for this group to work with. Because mm -hmm. right now, you almost feel like there's more people in the player development department than there are prospects to work with. Uh, Kamloops, Seattle, Game Seven tonight. I'm gonna guess. You're taking the Blazers. I am. Although, <laughs> from what I gather, and I haven't watched any of this, but I've been following along in real time online. I mean, it's been a remarkably tight series. Uh, obviously, to get to a seventh game, Kamloops had a chance in Seattle to win it the other night. Uh, couldn't do it in a 2-1 hockey game, and they needed overtime in game five. So I would imagine uh, that they're going to go hammer and tong here, and it'll probably be another tight game. And the Edmonton Oil Kings... What a spring in the city of Edmonton. You yeah, got the Oilers yeah. in the Western oh. Conference Final, and the Edmonton Oil Kings are just doing their thing already into the Western Hockey League Final, but the winner will take on Edmonton. So, yeah, I mean, look, I've got strong ties to Kamloops. My year's there. I saw you the other night on Twitter taking shots at me, Dollywall. I put out an old <laughs> hey, photo of myself put his photo in 1995, up. having some fun. You were there at that Memorial Cup, and I said, where's your press pass? Where's your photo? Still waiting for. Hey, hold it. Uh, honey, I shrunk the kids. What was that uh, actor's name, Donnie? Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. You look like Rick Moranis, for crying out loud. SCTV. That was one of, that was one of the nicer comparisons yeah. I got, quite frankly. <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob and Doug. Uh, 2023 Memorial Cup in Kamloops. Uh, Jeff, is it true that you'll be the Grand Marshal of the Memorial Cup parade? I haven't been asked yet, but I do love a good parade. And if they would put me like in the back of a convertible yeah. right down Victoria yeah. Street there in Kamloops, uh, I am listening. I am open to offers. They'll do a great job. I love the fact that while th this tournament has grown to a level yeah. now where a lot of times it's hosted in NHL yeah. arenas or NHL size arenas, uh, I still love the fact, I mean, places like Kamloops are always going to be the lifeblood yeah. of junior hockey in this country. And so that the Canadian Hockey League and its sponsors are willing to take this tournament yeah. to a city of, you know, it was 80,000 when I was there back in the mid 90s. Mm -hmm. It's grown a little bit, I think, with surrounding areas. You're looking at 100, 120,000 people. But 
it's been such a great market with so much history and obviously the the run of three cups in four years back in the early 1990s probably never to be repeated in junior hockey oh, but yeah. the Kamloops team that is building for next year and here they are knocking on the door of a western hockey league final appearance at the very least so yep. competitive highly competitive this year and they think that they will be legitimate stanley cup or stanley cup memorial cup contenders when they get to host it next year and really one of the and it is on a very short list one of the real thrills of my broadcast career was getting a chance to call a memorial cup victory wow. on home ice on that sunny sunday of the may long weekend back in 1995. Yeah, and you know, Jeff, Kamloops is the city of tournaments. I heard so that yesterday. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it's appropriate that yeah. the Memorial Cup uh, would yeah. go there. All right, uh, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Talk to you next week. All right, guys, thank you. Jeff Patterson, Sakaris, and Price of the Rinkwide podcast. I called it the city of tournaments uh, yesterday. I got ripped on. The, the Blazers oh, tweeted something out. I apologized. Yeah. Okay, so there's that. Tournament capital Tournament of Canada. Tournament capital of Canada at Kamloops. Okay. Uh, right one, there. Hold it a second. Yeah, yeah, there you you go. Know, the Blazers ripped you. Oh, there you go. There's there's the, uh, the tweet from Blazers. the Blazers. Yeah. All right. City of tournaments. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Tournament capital sounds a lot better. I, yeah, I have does. to admit. It does. I wonder if they considered city of tournaments. Pro- probably not. Again, uh, breaking news. June 5th, BC. When's, when is June 5th? Help me out here, uh, Ryan. Oh, hold on a second. Weekend. Sunday. Sunday. Uh, Sunday. So Sunday. Boy, they got this together really Real quickly. quick. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. Canada versus Panama in place of Iran yep. at BC Place. Sunday, June 5th. Right, should be fun. Uh, just very quickly, Derek, if you want to show this. This was the photo J-Pat was talking about. Oh, there you about. go. Yeah. There's this press pass from 95. There's Patterson in 95. Yeah. Looks good. Looks the same now. He hasn't changed a bit. No. Much like ourselves. Were you born then? I was no. four. Yeah? Wow. You got a press pass from back then? No. <laughs> Probably not. No. Uh, we want to talk more about the Canucks and the changes that they made or the moves they made yesterday to their player development group. We'll do that next and present to you our poll question. Donnie and Dolly, the team. All right, Canucks make some uh, management moves, uh, uh, player development moves oh, yeah. uh, yesterday. Our poll question uh, is centered on that. Yes, it is. Uh, the Canucks yesterday uh, adding in their player development, Donnie, and uh, the poll question is, uh, as soon as uh, Ryan gets it up, is player development the area the Canucks' new management group needs to improve the most? Yes. A resounding yes, uh, Donnie, 76%, uh, over 600 votes, and uh you can you you can draft them all you want, Don, mm-hmm. uh, but you still it, 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 it doesn't stop there. You got to develop them. You got to care about them. Give them the guidance they need to work with daily to get them better. Yeah, P- player development is front and center right now because of yesterday's uh, news. Uh, uh, Mikhail Samuelson, who we're going to hear from in, in a bit here, yeah. uh, part of that news. I think you know any other time in the last well several years, scouting would be number one. Yes. But because of the news yesterday, player development uh, uh, gets the nod, so I understand that. Uh, Mikhail Samuelson, who's going to – has joined the Canucks now. Of course, he used to be a Canuck player. Played for the Canucks. Uh, has joined the Canucks player development uh, group, and you heard him this morning on Sportsnet 650. Yeah, uh, Sportsnet 650. So he's basically saying all the right things. And, and look, they got to take their time with these kids. And, you know, the, the biggest uh, complaint we had – 
is uh, too many kids were rushed. Adam Gaudet was rushed, according to Trent Call, a couple of weeks ago said that. They're not going to rush kids anymore. If you're ready to play in the NHL, you get to play in the NHL. Otherwise, stay in uh, Utica, Abbotsford, or sorry, Abbotsford, and you stay there, Donnie, until you're good enough to get up to the big leagues. Have we got the clip? And, of course, me doing this to Ryan and no, Ryan staring right out. It could be also off the ice. I think first, the first thing you got to do is, is win their trust. Just because you're part of the development group and they hear, even here you're the coach, it doesn't necessarily uh, mean that they, they, they trust you. I, I think you're going to win their trust if you talk about the players now. Uh, and, and how do you win the trust? Uh, yeah, I think you can win the trust by uh, showing that you care. You care. You almost care more about them than uh, than you do about winning. I would say uh, in certain points. Uh, that's that's how. You, that's the first thing you got. It's it like a relationship. You gotta you gotta be all in there. And if that's on the ice, off the ice, uh, mental things, uh, prepare them what to expect. Um, just to to hit the ice on the NHL level. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a mix of everything. I would say. And, uh, yeah, a uh, a fatherly uh, yeah, approach from Mikhail Samuelson. Yeah. Uh, that that caring is is well, he feels is close to being or as important as what you're teaching them from a technical uh, uh, point of view. I, I I like that, and you, you hear that a lot when you talk about, and we hear today about Barry Trotz being interviewed by every team that has a a, a coaching yeah. a vacancy right now. And one of the things that people say about Barry Trotz, who has been so successful, is that he won a Stanley Cup with uh, Washington, had a good run with the Islanders. That was surprising that he got uh, let go. Is that he's like a, a father to the players Absolutely. and that they respond to him because it's clear that he cares. On top of knowing a whole lot about hockey, having played hockey and coached a whole lot of hockey himself, is that he cares. So I, I love that clip uh, from uh, Mikhail Samuelson. I like uh, the new fresh voices in the Canucks organization. I love the fact that uh, Rutherford and Alvina said, hey, look, we got some major problems here. Uh, you know, they weren't handed a great situation, this new regime, Donnie. There's not much in the cupboards. Abbotsford's got to be a whole lot better. Player development's got to be better. Scouting's got to be better. They're tackling it one by one. They're gonna get. They're gonna get there. This new regime. There's no doubt in my mind. Well, we don't know yet. I, I said this yesterday. Like you and Ryan and a lot of people Just are stop. They're, are they're so they're, in love with. But we haven't uh, seen them make a bit. Okay. They, they, they changed some scouts. They changed some trainers. They've now gone after player development. Donnie, they're slowly bit by bit yeah, doing a lot good. of stuff. It, 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 it well, looks I don't know good. how you keep saying. Oh, they're not. Uh, they're not. They haven't done anything. They have done a lot. Player personnel-wise, they've made a couple of trades. So we don't really yes. know. They haven't, they haven't drafted anybody. We'll see. It looks very, very promising. But I, I will say this, that adding to that you know, player development group, probably a, a good idea. When you look at the Canucks roster right now, and yep. you compare it to uh, Tampa Bay, let's say, there's really one player that percolated well down in Utica. I don't count Abbotsford because that was just uh, one season. And that, that's Thatcher Damco. Yeah. That, that's about it. Yeah. That's it. Now, look at Tampa Bay. And remember we had Trent Call on yep. recently, and he talked about he spent time in that Tampa Bay organization, and he spoke glowingly about the way they develop players. These are the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Here are some of the players that spent time down in Syracuse, yep. right? Yep. Getting ready for the jump to the National Hockey League, getting developed the way you should. Now, not all these players spent a whole lot of time there, but they did spend time there, and obviously it worked out. 
Kucherov. Vasilevsky, who was a first-round draft pick. I know it might be development is a little bit different for goaltenders. Bottom line, though, he did spend time in the minors. Yeah, he did. Kucherov, our trophy winner. Vasilevsky, Kalorin, Point, Palat, Sorelli, Colton, Cernak, Foot. They all spent time in the American Hockey League, and look where that team is now. The player development, clearly, in that organization yep. is a priority, and it works. It's not just about drafting well or you know picking up free agents, trading. All it, A lot of it is player development, and the same can be said of the Pittsburgh Penguins. When they won their back-to-back uh, uh, cups, the players that had spent time in Wilkes-Barre, Right? Yep. And where did Jim Rutherford come from? And, and Patrick Alvin, right there. Pittsburgh. So this, this all kind of uh, makes sense. Okay, but in defense of the Canucks, and you have to bring this up, uh, Donnie, Besser, uh, Patterson, and Hughes went straight to the NHL. Yep. And yep. you have to acknowledge that. And Horvat also did not spend... Uh, a, a, you know, a ton but of not teams. all those players okay, are those first. Guys, no, no, but these guys, all the not all these Tampa Bay players are first rounders. Very I few under, of them, as a matter of fact. So you have to respect the Canucks, Besser, Pedersen, Hughes, Horvat. They did not uh, have to spend and uh, make a pit stop in Utica. So do remember that. And it hasn't always been this way uh, for the Canucks. And I know I go on a lot about uh, Brian Burke. And and Dave noticed, and, yep. you know how much, and that was that was a time when I was you know closer to the team, you know going down to the arena every day, yep. reporting that that sort of thing. But you look back uh, at at Manitoba, and the Canucks run to the 2011 Stanley Cup final. What preceded that? But you look at that Manitoba team. You know, Burrow spent time in Manitoba. Bieksa, Bieksa. Kessler, Kessler, uh, Kessler was was, was down there. Mason Raymond, Alex Edler spent time yep. uh, with Manitoba. Yannick Hansen, I mentioned I mentioned Bieksa. Alex Ald uh, was down there. So a lot of players That's right. who had significant NHL careers and really helped the Canucks were developed properly in, in Manitoba. And, and it's different for Mike Gillis because, and Ryan, you make this point all the time, and I, I agree with it. You know, with, with Mike, you know, he had to make uh, moves for now, for yeah. the present, because they were on the verge, it seemed like, uh, of winning a, a Stanley Cup. But that was a pretty good era, era, era when it comes to player development, and they, they got away with that. Uh, they, they've gotten away from that. A couple of names uh, just in the recent past years, Donnie, that they could have done better with uh, Colin. Gadjevich, Wu. Uh, we're going to see what happens at DiPietro, folks, in, in the next coming weeks. Uh, what happens there? Uh, Lockwood, they did a good job with. Gaudet, Cole said they called him up too early. McEwen, he's with the Flyers. He's a regular. Well, we don't know yet, though, with those guys. Well, since they left Vancouver, Gadjevich did play in San Jose, but he's a fourth line guy, right? And Cole then was up and down in Seattle. So. So you're saying the development was good? It, it could have been. If it was really, really good, they would have stayed in Vancouver, Donnie. They wouldn't have gone to other organizations, although they lost them on the waiver wires. I understand that. Okay. I think we can all agree that those moves yesterday, long time Very coming good, uh, uh, yeah. for, for the Canucks. Okay? Yep. But long way to go for this management group, even though you guys uh, disagree. Oh. Big Rather Twitter guy next. Donnie and Dolly, the team, on check. Just before we get to Big Ride, the Twitter guy, we have the best customers, best oh. listeners, uh, viewers Smartest. in the world. Uh, Delaney's okay, Tyron Langley inbox. This is so true. It's from Dennis and Burnaby. And th- this reminds me of, let's say, you know, Montana versus Elway. And somebody would have asked Joe Montana, oh, you know, what about going up against John Elway? And um, he'd make the point that I'm not going up against Elway. I'm going up against the defense. It's the same yeah. thing with uh, – uh, McDavid versus uh, McKinnon. 
Good morning, gentlemen, from Dennis and Burnaby. McCarr versus McDavid will be a good yeah. matchup, good test for McCarr. Uh, bang on. That, oh. That's that's the matchup there. Yes, they, they will butt heads, McKinnon uh, versus McDavid. I get that. But McCarr is going to have a great matchup coming uh, going that's up true. against uh, McDavid as a defenseman. You know, that is as much of the story, I think, anyway, from a uh, you know hockey purist point of view as McKinnon versus yeah. McDavid. Great point by Dennis and Burnaby. Uh, Big Rye, uh, and of course, somebody from Burnaby making a good point. Yeah. Yeah, Big Rye, the Twitter guy. What a shock. Yeah. What a shock. Uh, very quickly, uh, an update on uh, the breaking news you guys passed along uh, that came down uh, during our first segment, and that is the fact that uh, Canada Soccer's found a replacement for Iran here on uh, June the 5th for their friendly. Did we steal your thunder? A little bit, but that's fine. Whatever. Right. Panama is now coming to BC Place to take on Canada. Uh, and this is the tweet from Soccer Canada, which is interesting, guys. $30 lower bowl tickets go on sale tomorrow wow. at 3 o'clock our time, 12 p.m. Uh, Hold on. No, that's oh, no, wrong. No, no. That's that, backwards. That, that, that tweet's wrong. 12 p.m. our time, 3 o'clock Eastern, but 12 p.m. This seems like a tweet that you would have come and up no with. No kidding. Uh, and they say thank Canadians for their support in light of their recent can, uh, recently canceled international matches, which is why they're going with the $30 tickets. So they've got this game on the 5th. It's a busy time at BC Place. The 4th is the Whitecaps. Oh, yeah. The 5th is this. Third. The 9th yeah. is the game against Curacao here for Canada as well. Then, of course, the 11th. The Lions get underway. Well, the Lions play a, Lions a, a preseason play game Friday. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so there's a lot happening at BC Place over the next Good. little bit. Uh, Panama, by the way, the 61st ranked, ranked squad in FIFA. They did not make the World Cup, so it's not the same test that Iran would have been. But Canada, though, this is kind of the rubber match because on their way to qualifying for the World Cup, they, they split the two yeah. games between. They won 4-1 against Panama, then they lost 1-0 against Panama. But that so. was when things were wrapped up. Yes, yeah, right. yeah. So their, their, their birth was wrapped up. Different circumstance. But, hey, ultimately, it's good for soccer fans in this market. They were able to find another opponent, get it rescheduled, and it's good for the squad to get a game in. It's Do we not know just the lineup? Squash. Do we know about the lineup at Alfonso all? Alfonso Davies. Uh, yeah, I mean, when they, when they announced the lineup, the only one... He was going to be there. The, 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 basically, the entire World Cup squad is, was part of the lineup. Uh, I think I saw today, I don't have it in front of me, but I believe Jonathan David, though, is banged up, so he might not be playing in this game. But other than that, I think they're, uh, you're going to see probably the World Cup squad. How many minutes you see in all that, I'm not sure, but uh, you should see... Pretty much all their heavy hitters uh, here uh, for the two matches at BC Place. So, like I say, busy time at BC Place over the next little bit here. And, and good, good on fault. Well, Soccer Canada made a bad decision, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean they they fired. they've made up for it. I think people are pretty pretty quickly, not not completely made up for it, but at least there's something to you know they they they've thrown a, a biscuit or two to. Canadian soccer fans. And, and also, again, the ticket know. price as well, 30 bucks. That's not bad. You're seeing the World Cup team basically for $30 here in Vancouver. That's really, really not that bad. Well, they had to, Ryan. You can't throw a game no, four exactly. days away and then exactly. $100 tickets. It, it, they would have had a tough time. Exactly. And, I well, mean, those will get scooped up. You can say, you know, oh, it never should have happened in the first place. They, the, the different parties involved should have been on the ball. Yeah, all that's true. But you can't worry about that now. They're just trying they to make that. the best of the situation at this point. And they've at least they've found an opponent to come here to BC Place to take on Canada. So, okay, uh, another soccer-related item I want to get to, and that's in reference to that June 4th match for the Whitecaps. It's their second annual Indigenous Peoples match. How about this for their logo? 
that they've come up with. How nice, nice is this? Very nice. Deborah Sparrow came up with the very special Vancouver Whitecaps logo for June the 4th. The only thing is, though, and if somebody out there knows this, I've read four different articles now, and all the articles say is that the logo will be around the match. They don't say that there's a special jersey coming with mm. this logo, like we've seen from other organizations. So I'm not sure if there's actually going to be that or if the, maybe they've just got warm-up kits Signage. and that's what they're going to wear. I don't yeah. know. But that, this, that would sell. This and, logo and, is beautiful. And again, it goes along the lines of we saw the Lions, of course, famously do it last season. We saw the Canucks, Canucks. wear warm-up jerseys with this uh, logo. And now you're seeing the Caps as well. And oh, so, so just very beautiful. Nice. Just absolutely yeah. beautiful. So yeah, I, I think, and, and you know, going beyond that, um, when you, I don't know if you saw the indigenous take on the Canadian flag yes. and the BC flag. Yes. I think it's a matter of time when you know somebody says, you know what? I mean, that indigenous art is just so beautiful that people say we're going with this full time. And I know there's, a, I, you go on uh, the Lions Twitter account. There's people who have suggested that just. Oh, Stick no that, kidding. You know, and, and go with it. Yeah, exactly. Stick with it. Exactly. But, yeah, this is a fantastic logo. Uh, props to Deborah for coming up with this logo for the Caps because this is a beautiful piece of art here. Uh, okay, one other thing I want to get to. Last night we saw the New York Rangers uh, oust the Carolina Hurricanes. Did you just do Howard, Howard Cosell there for a second? Oust. With the Rangers? Yeah. A little bit. Wasn't great. Uh and uh, here's a statistic, okay? I, I didn't know this. So the Rangers win last night in Carolina. The Rangers, it's their fourth conference final appearance since 2012. It's the second most among all teams, mm -hmm. trailing only the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm. Wow. I, I, like, Not bad considering the letter. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You mix in a rebuild in this entire thing since 2012. And yet they've been to the and, conference And some final. very good luck. luck. I, they had I, a ton I, of luck. Absolutely. The lottery. But still, I think this is where the knife digs in even more for Canuck fans here. And they look at since 2011, basically. What have we seen in this market since that time? A whole lot of basically nothing. Meanwhile, the Rangers, four yeah, conference final appearances. And they've basically overhauled the entire team from that 2012 Eastern Ryan, Conference final appearance. Adam, Adam Fox did not want to sign in Carolina, Again, that, and he that, picked the Rangers. Yeah. Truba, they got thing. a that, franchise that, yeah, defenseman. That, I, I, and Lafreniere, I understand all of that. I, I understand. Pa Panarin, well, New York is Panarin, such a, it's such a destination. Right. Okay. Players sure. want to play there. Okay. Fine. What did Gretzky say when they he retired? They got lucky with Shesterkin, late remember, round pick. Remember when Gretzky retired? Is it luck, though? Uh, oh, well, when Gretzky retired, he said to, to every young athlete up there, if you get a chance to play in New York, yeah. which he did at some point in your career, at Madison Square Garden, you take it. Absolutely. It's a lure. But Panarin still, said it. Still, I wanted to play in New York. Okay. Still, still done a great job. I mean, look, right. look, at, look at just the acquisitions at this trade deadline. They identified talent, and they've pretty much all worked out. Hold Andrew on a second. Kopp has been fantastic for yes. them. Yes. Tyler Mott, Vitrano, been great. Yes. Right? Like, uh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, they've, they had some things fall their way over this basically 10-year period. I understand that. And the fact that New York is New York, it, I understand they, they, that they as well. They get players. They get but, players again, they also ma made a direction. They, they picked a direction with the team, with the letter, all of mm. that, including, by the way, getting rid of the general manager and the coach that did a lot of the heavy yeah, lifting. I was just going to say that when you say they, and you were yeah. talking uh, you know, in, in reference to uh, the moves they made at the deadline, so mm -hmm. I understand this is Chris Drury and the current group, but a lot of the moves, the strange part about all this is that they've done a fabulous job, 
and they got rid of the guys who exactly. did the fabulous, uh, exactly. much of the fabulous yes. league work. Yeah. A lot of the league work. But, yeah, they, they moved on from those guys. So, again, that's another thing that's happened in this 10-year time period, and yet they've been to the conference final four times. I just couldn't I wouldn't believe have that. that. I would not have guessed that when I saw that this morning from uh, the NHL PR <laughs> Twitter account that that is the case. Wow. But d- d- Does it not kind of bother uh, – well, you know, not that you know, the Canucks haven't had a pretty good run of goaltenders, but to go from Lundqvist to Shesterkin. Yeah. And remember, Georgia was supposed to be the goalie there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that's you know frustrating for a lot of franchises. You've got a franchise goalie uh, back-to-back. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's happened in other organizations, but – it's, uh, it's, these guys made it to the Final Four. For a place being that was once called the goalie graveyard, it is kind of incredible, the tree that's come out here in Vancouver as well. You look at the guys, right? Look oh, yeah. longer, the Schneider, yeah. the way they've handed off the baton pretty seamless, seamlessly. Markstrom? Exactly, to all these guys that have come through here. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, again, like – there's another thing that's just gone New York's way. You have this late round pick come out of nowhere, boom, he's a Vesna. But later rounds. I mean, yeah. look, that you're allowed to have luck. The same way I saw some people last night. Oh, look at the Rangers! All they did was beat the. You know, they beat all these banged up teams with their goaltending all the way along. And Third string goalies. Yeah. Okay, that's not their fault. What are they supposed to do? Go. Oh, you know what? We should try this again when their goalies get healthy. It, it happens in the playoffs, and the Rangers look really good throughout the entire playoffs, yeah. in my they opinion. Have. I they think have. the Lightning might have their hands full more than people think. Coming up next, we mm. talk with our usual TSN insider on Tuesdays, and that is Craig Button, the director of scouting for TSN. He joins you guys next. It's Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. There's a lot of is it just me's here just ripping into Dollywall. Why? Delaney, I'm just kidding. There's a few ripping into myself. Oh, I got a bad um, email more today. Pardon me? Got a bad email today. Guy called me an idiot. Okay. Right. It was Ryan. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. No, it was Ryan who sent the email. You're not with me. <laughs> I figured it out. Is it just me? We'll present these uh, later on. Is it just me coming up uh, later this hour on Donnie and Dolly of the team on check? All of our guests today are brought to you by the Waddling Dog Pub. And that includes Craig Button standing by. One of Victoria's favorite local watering holes. Located 10 minutes from the ferry terminal, the Waddling Dog Pub is the place to be to catch all NHL playoff action and what action there should be tonight. Game one, Colorado Edmonton with spring finally here. The dog is excited to open their heated dog-friendly patio. Uh, Don't miss their fully stocked liquor store and 30-room boutique hotel attached. There are countless reasons to come. Sit and stay at the Waddling Dog. Rangers beat the Hurricanes 6-2. They're on to the uh, Eastern Final against uh, Tampa Bay. Game one, Colorado Edmonton in Denver uh, tonight as we bring in TSN Scouting Director Craig Button, as we always do on a Tuesday. Craig, thanks for doing this, sir. How are you? I am good. I just want to let Rick know. Listen, if if you want to go into on, on Google and get a synonym for Button, it says idiot clown loser <laughs> all those terms like you know like like you know, oh, i don't man. know if they're addressing me by name or anything you just kind <laughs> of go okay <laughs> craig we, we we live in a different world we we have people have access to us like they've never had access to us before so i got the dolly wells an idiot get him off the air he's a moron <laughs> get him out yeah, well, the opposite oh, yeah. of love isn't hate, uh, Craig. It's I- indifference, yeah. <laughs> right? So at least yeah. at least you're eliciting uh, emotion, and we all feel the same way. We've all gotten the emails and texts and tweets, uh, y- y- you name it. <laughs> Rangers, Hurricanes, all about goaltending in the end, Craig? Uh, well, I mean, I think it, ultimately that's what it came down to. You know, you think about anti-ranta in game six, simply not good enough. 
And then, you know, I you certainly with the power play goals, you know, getting the Rangers up to nothing. I think that for the Carolina Hurricanes, you know, that was uh, that was a scenario they didn't want to be in. They, they, good team five on five, penalty killing, poor. And believe it or not, their power play for the last two months or two and a half months mm. has been abysmal. So, you know, you, you, you give up the two power play goals you, and you, you can't make any ground up on the on the on the power play. And then your goaltending, you know, just wasn't good enough. You know, when you're up against a goaltender who's not going to let you in uh, easily, and, and that's just Sturkin, you you got to make sure you stop the ones you can. Antiranta did not do that in game six. And then the, the power play, a penalty killing really hurt yeah. the, the Canes in game seven. Do the Rangers have a shot against Tampa Bay? Yeah, they have a shot. I think you get this deep. Uh, you, you know, you're playing well, you, you know, you, you found a way to be able to emerge on the right side of things when, when your backs have been up against the wall. I mean, you know, five elimination games are undefeated. You need to be undefeated in elimination games if you want to carry forth. But, you know, they're going to, uh, you know, they got, uh, you know, subpar goaltending against them in, in, in Pittsburgh uh, through the series. You know, they came back from that. Uh, you know the goaltending in this series for the that the uh, Rangers faced wasn't great against the Canes. And now they're going to face a, a world class goaltender and a world class defense and a team that's been uh, been able to heal up and just get some mental and physical rest uh, over the last nine days. So, you know what? I'm not betting against the Tampa Bay Lightning at, at, at the beginning of the playoffs. I had Tampa Bay and Colorado uh, in the Stanley Cup final. I'm not wavering. Uh, Craig, let's go to the Oilers. Avalanche, a lot of star power there. Everyone's talking about the skill, the speed. Is there anything that no one's talking about that's going to be very important in this series? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many different storylines, Rick, that, you, you know, when you start to think about is, is something nobody's talking about. You, you know, one of the things that I think that the Edmonton Oilers really showed against the Calgary Flames, a Calgary Flames team that had played exceptionally well in the regular season, exceptionally well versus the Dallas Stars. Yeah, they needed overtime in Game 7, but they dominated that series. The, the Edmonton Oilers, you know, we know what Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl did. But, you know, with a less than 100% Darnell Nurse, the blue line really stepped up, Rick. I, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I can't begin to tell you how impressed I was with the blue line. From Cody Cece to Duncan Keith to Evan Bouchard to Tyson Berry to Brett Kulak. I mean, they really were so strong in being able to, you know, move the puck quickly, then get up on the play and support the offensive thrust of those players. You know, the Calgary Flames, you know, created some opportunities at different times, but in the absence, absence is the wrong word, but without Darnell Nurse being at the top of his game, you needed everybody else to step up their game. And, and, and they absolutely did that. And I think if they can find a way to, you know, make sure that they don't have to bear uh, undue pressure from the speed of the Colorado Avalanche and, and, and the forwards in, in their own defensive zone, I think they can be a, another real factor in this series for the Edmonton Oilers on, on the plus side. Hey, Craig, uh, news out of Vancouver yesterday, player development-wise, the Sedin twins, uh, Mikhail Samuelson, Mike Komasarek, they're all going to be involved day-to-day uh, -day helping out the kids after they're drafted. Uh, when you look at player development uh, around the National Hockey League, you've been a GM. What are the keys uh, to, to developing these kids in your eyes? 
Well, you, you know, one of the things I'll, I'll just go back to Daniel and Henrik, you know, yep. you know, when, when you finish playing, we know they're great players they were top notch players. When you finish playing, you know, you, you know, there's a lot of opportunities. Okay. What do you want to work in? You want to be a coach, you want to work in management. And I think players have to figure that out where they're most comfortable, where they, where, where they can make the biggest impact. So Daniel and Henrik moving into that area, I, I think that they feel confident and comfortable working with players and certainly you know, they have a lot of experience to pass on to players. And and, and that goes for Samuelson and for Komisarek as well. You know, but but when you get into development, I, I think it's it, it's no different than, than any other area of development. You know, understanding what a what, what a player's strengths are and then trying to enhance them. Understand those developmental areas where, where they may be a little bit weaker and working with them. It's not cookie cutter. Every single player is different. Some right. player may need a little bit more of this. Some players may need a little bit more on ice. Some players may need a little bit more off ice. And, and then understanding how players receive information. I mean, like a good teacher, you understand your students. You understand your pupils. And I think that in, for real strong development, that's what you need. But, you know, Daniel and Henrik, you look at their careers as they move forward. You look at Samuelson, Komisarek. You know, they all went through a process where despite where they were, you know, you had three first round draft picks and, and then Mikhail, who came along a, a little bit later in the draft, but played with great players, both in Detroit and Vancouver and other places too on the national team in Sweden. You know, you know, they've gone through paths where they've seen the development process take place, not only for themselves, but for others. And I think that that can be really beneficial for them as, as mentors and for the players they're going to work with. Yeah. Uh, Craig, you're in Calgary. Do you have a, a gut feeling on Johnny Goudreau's future with that team? I don't. I mean, but 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 when I look at it this way, Donnie, you know, he's a 115 point player. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, he had a tremendous season. I mean, he, he was in the Hart Trophy uh, conversation, and rightfully so. So now a player like that hits the free agent market. You know, there's going to be a tremendous amount. Of, of attention paid to him. There's going to be a tremendous amount of, uh, of, of, you know, due diligence and talking to him. And, you know, for Johnny, he, he, he gets to go through an experience now and hear the pitches from different teams and what they are and what not, including the Calgary Flames. So I, I, I think there has to be a process, you know, really kind of carry forth here for, for Johnny and for the Calgary Flames. And, you know, we, we saw it with Gabriel Landeskog last year, and I'm just using him as one example. You know, he was a player, oh, my God, he might hit the free agent market, and then he resigns with the Colorado Avalanche. You know, sometimes through the process of free agency, you understand, well, maybe this is the best place for me, and you stay put. On the other hand, you start to go, oh, that's exciting, that's intriguing, I hadn't thought about that, and, and maybe that's a path that I go forward with. So, you know, I think that, that has to play out before even Johnny Goudreau can have a gut feeling about where he's at. And, and, and that's where it's at right now. But there's, there, there's going to be no lack. There's going to be no lack of, uh, of attraction to Johnny Goudreau from around the NHL. Uh, let me sneak in one uh, more here, Craig. You are the uh, TSN's uh, scouting director. Finland has uh, won two golds and a silver in the last three world championships, throwing an Olympic gold medal in there as well. What is Finland doing well when it comes to uh, developing hockey players? Well, I, I, again, I just talked about the development process, you know, with, with Daniel and Hendrik and Michael and Mikhail, right? And, and that's what they do. They, they do two things exceptionally well. 
in, in Finland. They take players individually and, and they help them be the best they can be. And then they take those players and then they help them, you know, really coalesce as a team and, and, and they play together. You know, we can talk about the smaller population and everything that goes with it, but there's lots of small populations out there. And when you are, are a country like Finland with a, with a great development model and, and whether you're big and gangly at a younger age and mm-hmm. you need some time or you're small and speedy, they're going to work with you and they're going to help you be the best you can be. And more importantly, Donnie, they let you be who you are. It, it's not, again, it's not cookie cutter. And, you know, whoever you are, but when it comes to playing together as a team, they all understand that they need to be connected and they do an exceptional job of that. And, you know, when I, I, I say this about Finland, and I'll say it about both any championship that they go into, men's or women's, you better not, you better not underestimate them because they go in with a chance to win at every level. Craig, one more. Uh, we talked about development. Uh, Devon Taves out of Abbotsford. Two years Surrey Eagles, three years NCAA, three years American Hockey League, made the NHL at 24. And yet we put so much pressure on these 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. Look at Taves. Now he's such a wonderful defenseman. Just went about his own business, hit the NHL at 24. Nobody said anything. Developed at his own rate. Uh, you know what? If, Tevin, if Devin Taves wasn't playing, Rick, I would invite him to come to the NHL Combine and talk yeah. to all the players there. That's it. And I would invite him to talk to all the prospects heading into their draft here. You know, everybody wants to get there yesterday. That's you know it. You the, the, the truth of the matter is it takes players, the vast majority of players, longer rather than a shorter time period. Yeah. And teams, you've heard me say this, you guys, teams fail players more than players fail on their own because they can't get out of their own darn way. Yeah. Craig, outstanding as always. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks. Have a great day. You bet. Good point about Devin Tapes. Everybody talks about uh, Jake Vertan and Abbotsford. The best player to come out of Abbotsford in the last few years has been Devon Taves. I remember going to the Surrey rink to watch him play when he played for the Eagles. Uh, good on him. He is so, so you saw something before other people no, did? I'm not saying that. Nobody saw it. I mean, he had a great stick back then. But I'll tell you, nobody had him penciled in to play with McCarr and a and top pair defenseman. And he went about his own way. Donnie took his own time. Patience. No one's got patience in hockey. Like Craig said, everybody wants it today or yesterday. Good on Devon Tapes. Poll question. We'll update it next. Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. Donnie and Dolly, the team is supported by ableauctions.ca. Closing your business? We can help. Okay, I'm not really sure why, but we're well behind. Uh, Poll question update. Stop. You ripping me because I asked about Devon Taves, who's a good Abbotsford kid. I love that guy. And I'll ask about him, and we'll be late. I have no issues. Okay. You know what? Actually, before the poll question, let me, let me do this. Sorry about this, uh, Rick. But uh, we want to talk about our title sponsors, these people, Able Auctions. Uh, Donnie and Dolly presented by Able. This Saturday, Able Auctions will sell to the highest bidder over 20 C containers. 20 oh, C containers. Uh, four. You're pretty excited about those C containers, eh? Four New Holland utility tractors. You used to drive one back in the day, a I, tractor? I uh, grew up on a farm, yeah. You, dr- you drove a tractor. Of course I did. You, you, you think I can drive a tractor? You don't need to take a course to drive a tractor. Clearly. John Deere lawn equipment, uh, portable washrooms, dozens of tractor attachments, dump trucks, a portable warehouse, 
a fully automated fill and label line, a Vermeer wood chipper, a Jayco, uh, and of course, people make this point in the inbox all the time, Delaney's OK Tire and Langley inbox. Yep. You say wood chipper, what do you think? Fargo. There you go. Great movie. A Jayco, uh, n- not recommended, by the way. No, a Jayco yeah. travel trailer with three, Brian has no idea what we're talking about, with of three push-outs, a funeral plot at Forest Lawn and Burnaby, a lot more for info on this auction. Other auctions, or to get your assets sold at auction, ableauctions.ca, A-B-L-E auctions.ca. If it's a good movie, it's a movie that's popular, maybe a little bit edgy. Fargo Ryan has never seen it, i.e. Fargo was good. Have you seen it or not? No. Okay. No. Of course not. All right. Watching Stranger Things now, though, the new season. Not a movie. No. Stranger Things, isn't it for kids? No. No? Well, I, I don't know what kid would no, be. No, no, I'm talking about teenagers. Uh, I don't think so. They're long, though. This new season, the, each episode's like an hour and 20, hour 40. Hmm. Yeah, I can't do that. And it's Netflix, so I there's like no the commercial ha- breaks. You know what I'm even. into right now is Barry. Is it a half hour? Half hour, See, quick. yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I don't have time, man. I need... What are you like doing? 15-minute episodes. You put together a crib. That's what all you've yeah, done hey, in hey, the hey. last I year. I told you my TV goes out. I had to go buy a TV. Last night, he did not get involved in our group chat, Donnie. I'm busy. Oh, You guys have no idea what it's like. Yeah. Oh, of course not. You have, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, you know what? Unreal. I'm going to have the kid maybe like with me on the show here. That's how busy You'll never are. golf again. I don't think you'll ever with one of those baby Bjorns. No, I told Kels I refuse to be one of those dads that has the thing strapped and the baby, like, no. Hey, out front? No. Just why not? Why, why not? It, it, no, it, it looks you. ridiculous. You look ridiculous. Why? It's I, not. I, it, well, your baby's Ryan, not a necklace. I've got you news for you. It's not about you. It's about the baby. Yeah, it's about I know. the kid. Yeah. Yes. What's best for him yes. or her? Yeah, and that kid uh, can be in the stroller. That's fine. Or the, the, the carrier maybe thing, they prefer, whatever. You don't know. No. You might have a kid that prefers the baby Bjorn. Although, or whatever they call it these days. One of my buddies, uh, my Call of Duty buddies, I can't remember which one it Unreal. was. He sent me a video <laughs> of a guy gaming, and he had that strapped to his chest. Like it was the dad's turn to take care of the kid, so he had. How are you going to play video games when the kid comes? Well, that's the thing, though. What game are you playing again? Call of Duty. Call Call of Duty. Duty, The guy who is against violence in hockey plays Call of Duty. Oh, that's not nearly the same thing. Bull question. Not a good. Not a good game. Stop it. Not a good game. Just stop it. Yeah. Not a good game. Hey kids, watch this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pull question. Jeff, could you get it up? Is player development in the area the Canucks' new management group needs to improve the most? Overwhelming, 76% say yes. Do you agree with me, uh, you guys, uh, regarding, let's say we asked this question a week or two ago, yeah. it would be scouting. Would it yeah. not? Yeah. It would been the well, be. Vancouver Canucks, well, scou- or do you, do you lump scouting into player development? Like, that's the thing. You don't. We, we had the de- a, they're two different things. Yeah, but we had the debate before the show, how big is the, the player development umbrella? Like, how much do you throw under there? Is drafting under player development? Is scouting under <laughs> player development? You, you know, know what I mean? Like, I, I, it's not. Because you scout somebody, you draft them, and then you develop them. Yeah. But hold it. Hold so it. It's not all the it's, same. Hold it. Yeah. Hold it. Hold it. Oh, oh. Player development is also on the onus is on the player. And today, more than ever, showing up to camp, eating right, all that 12 months that you're sorry, Donnie, it's true. Whether you like it or not. You can teach the so player. So don't hire anybody? Okay, but you could teach the player to, you know. I always go back to Travis Green and the video work he did with. Uh, How's he doing, by okay, the way? Okay, just stop. Vertanen. Video work he did with Jake Vertanen in in. in How's in he Utica. doing, by the way? How'd okay, that go? Just how did it go for who? How did it go for Jake or how did it go for Travis? 
Donnie, the player, well, they're the both owner, out of the organization. Just hold on so. a sec. The onus is on the player, too. It's not always on the team. It's on the player to get better. Well, what are you saying? Okay, I, I, what I'm saying, I'm just throwing this in. It's also not always on the team. It's on the player, too. It's funny you bring this up. because He goes as far as the player wants to go. Charles Barkley was on with Dan Patrick this morning, and the big contract talk in the NBA right now is Zion Williamson, right? Mm-hmm. The New banged Orleans. up star in New, New Orleans. We've all yeah. seen what he can Weight be. issues, knee issues. So Chuck yeah. was talking a lot about how... How much it bugs him that players these days now you kind of know you're going to get paid if you have any kind of talent. 80, 90 million. You know you're they're guaranteed. Get paid anyway. They're getting it. They're getting it. And so he goes. Unfortunately, you see some athletes, and he believes this is what's kind of occurring with Zion. Some athletes they don't really care to get better. They don't That's really it. care to. Worry They've arrived. They've it's arrived, over. and they know if they have a speck of talent, they're probably going to get paid anyway. Because if they're not going to get paid by that team, they'll go screw it. I'm he'll, out of he'll here. He'll get a second chance somewhere else. Right. right. And because there's always somebody there. who will say, "I'll, I'll, I'll turn his right. career around." And that kind of speaks to what Dolly's talking about. Like, and, good on Travis. Right, he did all that video work. We talked a lot about that, and it had impact on Jake. But Jake didn't continue to run he, with he, that ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. You got, you, the players got to bring it every year. Yeah, you're right. But you still have to improve. The, the Canucks clearly have to improve uh, their player development. Absolutely. Yeah. How do we get on this subject? I, well, I'm not no. Really I, sure, I think the other well, thing the question, is but. the Tampa Bay story and what Ferrar talked about yesterday is the middle round, the late round picks. Yeah. Where is that we went development through, through the, yeah. in this organization lately? Where is it? Right. Yeah. yeah. See, I like. Uh, I I often go on and say, well, you know, and and I'm a Jim Benning fan. A fan. I, I admit. You it. believe he deserves more respect for this roster than people give it. Oh, you're Correct. going back to an old. No, argument that's what you I said had. on this show. No, I hadn't. No, when they were doing well, when they were making a push for the playoffs, yeah, you said he should get a statue. I no, think that's what I, you said on the show. No, I th- I felt he should get uh, a monument. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> um, that there should be a Mount Rushmore in, in North Shore mm-hmm. and he should be part of it along with Pac-Quint. No. That would be I, interesting. I didn't say that. What I said was, interesting, maybe this lineup is better than we thought, yeah. but maybe coaching was the big issue. Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I said. And, that and I, wasn't, I wasn't the only one who said that. Okay. okay. So w- you remember this thing, a tiny thing I said months ago, and you're hanging on to that? <laughs> Come on. You said it. I, d- I it's did. Re- it's and, receipts. And, and I wasn't it's the only receipt. one. It's his re- These kids call it receipts now. That's what it is. What are you talking about? He's keeping With everything he oh. said bad. He's kept it in his little file. It's receipts, Donnie, for crying out loud. I'm stunned Jeez, you even know what my the- goodness. I'm stunned you know what that is, the receipts. It's the kids. They call it receipts. Well, you get that from your kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. No question about that. Okay. Um, business. Business. Right now? No, we're just saying business uh, because we the, want The uh, collectible market has never been hotter. Now is the time to visit Pastime Sports. Check out the largest selection of sports memorabilia, autographed items, and trading cards in that. Western. Look at it. Beautiful, beautiful in Western Canada. Visit one of four locations, Surrey, Langley, Metrotown, or Tawasson Mills. Check them out in-store or online at pastimesports.ca. And uh, uh, who was it? Joe F. in uh, White Rock said, uh, careful. <laughs> no, no, he's a good guy. He's a big fan of ours. Anyways, Ryan, what's in front of the What laptop? did he say? Wait, Joe F. He, he my marker. My marker was here. Joe F. noticed it, so well, I had to put it here. Yeah, yeah. Joe F.'s a good guy in White Rock. Joe wanted to say some things about Devon Taves as well. <laughs> hey, I'll never, ever uh, apologize uh, for ra- uh, a raving about a, a local kid, Abbotsford, Devon Taves. You guy. rip into me whenever yeah, I ask a guest. Because Thomas Drance, who gives 20-minute answers, it's 1030, and you go, Thomas, one more. 
we're screwed. <laughs> but I had already said one more to Craig Button, and then you added another one. That's right, because uh, Devon Taves, good guy. Out in of front me. of you. What's in front of me, Ron? Uh, very quickly, by the way, this is some of the newest items Pastime has oh. got uh, in their store. The t- yeah. I'm t- sure they have that the mug in the <laughs> store. No, not what's in front of Dollywood's computer. Oh. What's on my computer screen? There's a yeah. lot of new items. They just posted Do we want to see that? On their Facebook <laughs> about all the – look at the new boxes of cards arriving daily at Pastime. So there you go. Basketball, soccer, UFC, baseball, it's all there. They got the Old school baseball uh, cards there. Oh, wow. Diamond Kings. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Uh, okay, anyway, in front, in front of, of you. uh laptop, from left to right, on the far left is the highlighter, the mug from Ben Abel, not featuring Don Taylor, cut out of the mug altogether. It's, uh, well, it's too big. That's just a matter of time. Uh, Dolly, one of Dolly Wall's favorites, he played as this guy in road hockey, uh, Kirk McLean card. Yeah, we were all, no, 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 no. The goalie we all fought to be was uh, King Richard. Never Kirk? No, no, because in the it's 80s, past your time. it was like 82. Come on, man. It was King Richard. You were 45 uh, years old. <laughs> Richard Berdur, and we all fought to be Richard. Uh, the signed puck is of Gino Ojik, who will be on this program tomorrow mm. at 10.15 oh, a.m. ahead of oh, him uh, going oh. into the so uh, BC Sports Hall of Fame. And then on the far right is the replica, Larry O'Brien Trophy, signed by Giannis Attentacupo. Again, NBA Finals beginning Thursday night. Interesting Show's news. Over. Pardon me? Show's over. Pretty much. Interesting. <laughs> anything on, on anybody from Abbotsford? <laughs> Interesting news on a late, iconic Canadian. DTMZ next. Donnie Dolly, the team on check. It's 11.35 on a Tuesday morning. Donnie and Dolly on Check TV. Now time for DTMZ. Brought to you by the world-famous Whistler Golf Club. Go see Big Al out there. Great track. Great track. DTMZ brought to you, as Rick said, by the Arnold Palmer Design Whistler Golf Club, which is now open to rave reviews, as always. If you have a group of 12 or more, you, the group organizer, play for free. For more... Is that Devontae? <laughs> He's probably busy right now. For more information or to book your group outing, visit whistlergolf.com forward slash groups. Well, Devon would golf uh, out in Abbotsburg where Murphy is, home course. Ledgeview. Nashville, yeah. Which has produced several uh, great golfers through That's the right. years. Nick Taylor and Ray Stewart, etc. Absolutely. James Lepp. Yep. Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald, Nothing Special, is now available on Netflix. Nothing Special is a spare, one-man, bare bones, one-man comedy show that the former Weekend Update anchor, the late Weekend Update uh, anchor, former Weekend update anchor. Knowing he was ill, wrote and performed in a single take. Norm recorded the show at home alone during COVID times before his passing in September. I'll say, listen, uh, I know we're flying over the Pacific Ocean, but don't worry on account of uh, if we happen to crash into the uh, Pacific Ocean, the uh, seat cushions are not only seat cushions, they are also boats. Yep, they're boats. All the time, you turn on a TV, and the guy goes, well, a plane crashed in the Atlantic, but it's all right, everybody. You know, listen to that lady, so they're all just on their boats. People are going, God damn, why did I buy that boat? I should have just got a fleet of seat cushions. I would have <laughs> saved all kinds of money. Oh, good stuff. 
Uh, Netflix has packed, packaged Norm's performance, which runs a little over 50 minutes uh, with a half-hour discussion featuring six of his closest celebrity buddies, yeah. Dave Chappelle, David Letterman, Adam Sandler, David Spade, Conan O'Brien, and Molly Shannon. They spend another 30 minutes reminiscing about Norm while going over what viewers just witnessed. witnessed. Again, available uh, as we speak on Netflix. Netflix. The late, great Norm McDonald's. He was so good. There was an old SNL on a few weeks ago, and he was doing weekend updates. Is that, that the one you were telling me about oh. that you watched? And they were talking about the worst places, oh. the the best and worst places to live in America at the time. Man, like I was. Don't ruin the punchline. No, no, no. Look it up yourself. He, he, it, 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 yeah. it involves a, a former pop star that's now passed as well yeah, yes um and there's a lot about a uh, former buffalo bill oh, as well and yeah. i was dying <laughs> laughing because it's it's well, just you, so dry and, and then, you can also see it coming oh, and you still laugh and then when the joke wouldn't really work he would just sit there a little longer and then it would become funny like the fact yeah. that it's not funny became the funny. the fact that he knew it didn't work exactly was funny you know he had the look Letterman like Letterman, was, right? He yeah. had that look kind of like... Johnny Carson was the same like, way. Like, nah, nah, okay, this doesn't work, but I'll let you just sit with it for a second. Nah, like, Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, birthdays, guys. Uh, we have 11 birthdays, May 31st. End of May. And, and you know, it was a spectacular Thanks. May, wasn't it? Full of Weather sunshine wise, and flowers. Cold, wet. Yeah, I did, I, well, though these next few days it's supposed to get warm, and then it's supposed to go back. <laughs> oh, do you want to golf? Oh, maybe not. Well, I wouldn't know. I never get an invite from you guys. We have 11 birthdays on this May 31st. The line is set at 10 by Heads oh, Up yeah. Driving School and Mobile Ooh. Roulette in Bruno, Saskatchewan. And we have some work from artwork from Island Joe. Yeah, thanks, thanks to Island Joe. Uh, Island Joe, good guy. The, emailed look, this look this what morning. he does for us. Yeah. So talented. I think, they've seen, I think I've seen this vehicle at Able Options. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, they've, they've repainted it. Yeah, exactly. Look, look what they yeah. came up with. Yeah. Heads up driving school and mobile roulette. If you're playing roulette, you probably don't want to be driving, mm-hmm. right? Hence the name Heads Up. Are you guys big, uh, like, roulette? Like, if you go to Vegas, you play, it, it's like, It's the game with blackjack. the least amount of opportunity, right? I think like so. Like, the odds are stacked against yeah. you. But it's kind of cool and easy. Yeah, yeah. So I have played it there. Dolly? No. If you, if you gambled at all in Vegas? No. You only drank? I don't. Uh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I go to Vegas. I go for the shows, and yeah. I don't want to get. In, I don't want to get. I think I've told you this before. I don't want to get into details here, but I kind of came from a gambling family. A little bit, yeah. Okay, so there's a lot, a lot of stories there. So I, I, I saw a lot of it. Yeah. Let's, just, let's yeah. just put it that way. Okay, uh, eleven birthdays, rock and roll. Late Led Zeppelin drummer, John Bonham, quarterback out of Alabama, who led the Jets to victory in Super Bowl three. Uh, Joe, Joe Namath. Namath. Former Letterman regular, star of Get a Life and Cabin Boy. He played Roland Shit in Shit's Creek. Oh, uh, uh, the, 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 C.E. Uh, Chris? This is sad. Blonde? Nothing? Far- not Farley. Uh, no. C.E. Yeah. <laughs> You're close. Chris? We're, we're moving on. It is that, that's just sad. Voice of God, I'm shocked here. I'm stu- I know it's Chris, but I can't think of Everett? the last name. Yeah. Chris Everett. Oh. <laughs> the tennis player. Yeah. Good one. Oh, Chris, Chris Everett Elliott. started Cabin Chris Boy. Elliott. Chris, Chris Elliott. Elliott. There Chris you go. Chris Elliott. Yeah. Master, Master Control. control. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Is that Mike? No, not today. Okay. Who is it there? The other Derek? Oh, no, Garrett. Chris Everett. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. <laughs> Separate. Chris Canadian Everett. singer. He wore his sunglasses at Corey night. Corey Hart. Jeez. Canucks winger of the 80s. It's the 80s, Rick, so you have to get this. Canucks winger of the 80s from Duncan. He shared his first and last name with a Canucks teammate from Nelson. Same name. Uh, 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 Greg Adams. There you go. This is Greg C. Adams, former Capitals goalie who won the Vezina Trophy in 96, the net detective. Oh, uh, Jim Carrey. Starting goalie for USA's 1980 men's ice hockey Olympic gold medalist. Jim Craig. Come on. How do you know that? Uh, Hasn't everyone seen Miracle? I I call BS Hasn't everyone seen Miracle? Come on. Shark Swedish defenseman number 65. Used to play for the Senators. Carlson. Eric. No, it's Chris Everett. American actress who starred in Blue Lagoon, Andre Agassi's ex-wife. Oh, uh, uh, She used to be a spokesperson uh, uh, for Lazy Boy. Oh, uh, Brooke, Brooke Shields. Shields. Brooke Shields. Yes. 92-year-old Hollywood legend who starred in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. He oh, also, Clint Eastwood. There you go. That's Clint. Irish actor starred in Horrible Bosses. Uh, phone Booth played the Penguin in The Batman. He was unrecognizable. C.F. Colin Firth. No. Farrell. Colin Farrell. 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 There you My go. Bad. Sorry. Colin Farrell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Horrible Bosses. How did you get the Horrible Bosses? He was, <laughs> he's, he's a, a good actor. I like him. Very I, good. I, I like that guy. Yeah. Again, you couldn't really recognize no. him in, in Horrible Bosses. The comb over. Oh. And the uh, women that. Uh, There's a lot. Yeah. He was the boss of, let's just say. There was a lot going on there. <laughs> Chris Everett. That's a good show. Oh, that was a very good. Very movie. good show. Very good show. Greg C. Adams. Nice guy. Super. Yep. Remember yeah. that two Greg Adams they had at once? Yeah, two Greg Adams. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, what was the one you Chris Elliott. Chris Everett? Chris Everett. <laughs> hey, Elliott Everett? That sounds kind no, of the no, no, same. No, 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 no but Chris no, no, Everett. No, 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 no. Do you know who Chris Everett is? Tennis player. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He went out with uh, Jimmy Connors. Yeah. Jim Craig, I'm not buying. That was, you're, you're cheating. There. Every, yeah. uh, There's no question. Miracle, that movie. How do you not know? And the guy that played Jim Craig Tag. in Miracle, Tag. he was in Friends. Yeah, yeah he was Tag. Yeah. It, and Craig went on to play in the NHL for Atlanta. <laughs> in Craig? <laughs> yeah, he played for Atlanta and Boston. And Boston, yeah. He was yeah. good. In Craig. Now, am I wrong here? Like those, this, this segment is way over. Now you're doing what he did. No, did anyone your time. on that team have like a massive NHL career? Well, Ken Morrow uh, was the first Islanders. player to win an Olympic gold and a Stanley Cup in the uh, in the same that's, year. Oh, yeah, he had right. a real yeah. solid a- a- NHL yeah, uh, he career. Did. But Aruzioni was, was the uh, captain who right? scored the winning uh, gold. I don't think he played in the NHL. And then uh, Herb her Brooks, who p- passed away uh, far too uh, soon, not a whole lot of success at the NHL uh, level. Mm. Was Pat Flatley there? No, that he wasn't there on that team. Was he's he? Canadian, so I don't, I don't, I don't think that so. Would, that would solve <laughs> that issue. Yeah, <laughs> but Chris Everett uh, played a Chris big Everett major apparently, role yeah. <laughs> uh, for that team. She did an inspirational uh, speech before the game against Chris <laughs> Everett. Russians. Chris Everett, uh, Ryan, that's going to go down. Hey, that's there. where you. What no, you just said is worse no, than what I just no, said. No, 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 no. Matt Chris. Pavlich, Dave Silk. Yeah, he played in the NHL. Uh, Corey Hart, 60 years old. Is it just me uh, coming Here up? Here we go. 60 what? years old, and he's going to play us out, uh, Rick, from January of 84 in oh. the debut album, First Offense. This is Canada's Corey Hart, Sunglasses at Night on Check, focusing on songs about eyewear on a BC Tuesday morning. Is it just me next? Donnie and Dolly, the team on Check.
All right, quickly. Not much time. Is it just me? Go right. Oh, geez, Donnie. I, uh, I just lost it. Uh, Good. Something happened. Uh, oh, it's right here. Is it just me? I uh, was wondering if you guys can uh, give a shout-out to my girlfriend, Winky. Uh, today's her birthday. She puts up with me listening to you guys in the car, half-volume only, uh, Joey from Surrey. So there you go. So happy birthday, is it? Uh, to, to Winky. To Winky. Happy yeah. birthday uh, uh, to yeah. Winky. Winky. Uh, Jeeves from Surrey, is it just me? I just heard that the McDavid versus McKinnon battle is called the Muck battle. I think we had that yesterday, actually. Yeah. 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 The yeah, Muck matchup, yeah. however you want uh, to. Uh, uh, I'm surprised they haven't got McDonald's on board. Yeah. Maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, here's another one. Is it just me? The McDavid versus McKinnon matchup is right there with the hype. McGillney versus Burry used to be in the uh, early 90s. Shaden St- uh, Stevenson. McGillney versus Burry? Yeah. Okay. They would have played against each other. In a playoff series? That I don't remember. I'm taking issue with that one. All right. All right. Um, uh, da, 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 you got anything? Okay. <laughs> okay. I can't read that one. Never mind. Right. Okay. I've got one. <clears throat> Go ahead. Got one. Okay. Is it just me? Randy in Richmond. Is it just me? Or does Donnie think the Canucks' biggest mistake was not offering the GM job to him? Sour grapes make sour wines with an H, W H I N E S, and Donnie seems to have a cellar full of them. I just said, all I said was, and and thanks, Randy, we appreciate that. Uh, all all I said was, everybody's like glowing about this new management. They just group. got here a few months ago, Donnie. You can't flip the no, organization it, it, around in a it, few it, months. Like guys like you and Ryan are. You've got the parade route. Can you give him a whole year? Can, can, give him 12 months. Can you? You've got the parade route planned. No, we don't you don't. really no, know. Don't. They've no, made a don't. couple of moves, you minor can't, moves. Just, he just, Rutherford said it on our shore. You can't rush it. you got to uh, step by step. Right. I, I, I agree, but you, you say you know, you're asking me to give them time. Same thing with you guys and everybody else who thinks these they're God's gift. We don't know yet. Uh, just we don't know. Uh, don't worry. But the they, so far, they've done what they said they were going to do. They're still right? evaluating. Let them evaluate. Yes, but in terms of personnel moves, on ice moves. Yeah, we, they haven't done we that. We really don't know but that when much. They, when, 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 That's all I'm when saying. They got here weeks before and, and the trade don't, deadline. Please don't listen to what I'm saying right now and then a year from now go, you hated them. I yeah. did, I'm just saying. You I'm, do. You, I, don't, I, for you some still reason, have to You have to wait. You've got to burn your saddle with these guys. Yeah, I, I do. I do. <laughs> is it just me or is uh, Dolly just looking out for his client, Devon Taves? That's why he needs to make sure he gets yeah, Who's his, his agent? Yeah. Uh, Ted, hold on a sec. That's Ted Hitchcock. I love Devon Taves. He's from Abbotsford. I love the route he took to the who's NHL. Who's his agent? No, I'm not going to tell you who his agent is. His agent is your old agent. What are you talking about? Ross? Yes, Gurney. Ross good Gurney. guy. Ross Gurney's a good local agent. Man. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, break. He's your agent, too. A uh, 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 break. Uh, we'll wrap up the show, the poll question, and fit in uh, one or two more. Is it just me? Donnie and Donnie, the team on check. Gino Ojic and Brian Burnham on our show oh, uh, tomorrow. So poll good. question. Let's wrap her up, at least the television portion. All right, Ryan, get her up. And it's as uh, simple as player development. The area that connects new management group needs to improve the most, and 76% say absolutely yes. Connects making some major moves uh, yesterday. Uh, business. If you missed any of today's show, don't forget you can catch full replays of Donnie and Dolly on the Check Plus app or watch our interviews on YouTube. Just search for Donnie and Dolly. All brought to you by the Bayside Ocean Front Resort. 
in beautiful Parksville, the Bayside Resort, one of Vancouver Island's premier getaway spots. Uh, look at that. Summer's around the corner. Parksville provides endless adventure, beaches, uh. golf, breweries, more. Minutes away from the Bayside. Call now to book your reservation. You mentioned Donnie and Dolly. You get 10% off your nightly room rate. Book your island getaway today at Bayside Ocean frontresort.com or call 250-248-8333. Got a double clutch there. Uh, we got to get back to seven digits on the phones. There's too many numbers. Uh, we'll work on that. Uh, it's just me, but a lot of people, we've had more than one submission on this, a lot of people are comparing your shirt uh, to a work by Jackson Pollock. Who's Jackson Pollock? Uh, Brian, if you can help me out here. This is Jackson Pollock. He, Who's Jackson? Hey. <laughs> Famous artist. But that's drips throwing, and drabs, and that's throwing, this is worth million. That's throwing, that's throwing paint on a uh, whatever. What do they call it? A canvas? Yeah. yeah this is, the, these are leaves. I like your shirt. Yeah, it's a nice shirt. I couldn't pull it off. You couldn't. You can. What do you got? Oh, hey, look at this uh, from. Uh, is it just me? Saw Corey Hart and Glass Tiger on the Never Surrender tour at Rogers Arena. Corey Hart, uh, seriously, is underrated. That's uh, Rob in the West End. Oh, Sunglasses at Night was the best summer song ever. It was so beautiful. Don and Sycamus, is it just me? Uh, you think Ryan enjoys Call of Duty now? Yeah. Just wait until the wife calls him for a different Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, can we say diaper detail oh, yeah. at midnight to 6 a.m. Oh. feedings? Although I think early oh. on you won't be in charge of the feedings. Yeah, I think I'm kind of useless in that uh, yeah. area. And it's just a matter of time before you buy the baby Bjorn and you're heading yeah. down Robson Street. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. If that's what the kid likes, that's what you do. The that's kid right. doesn't care. It's a toddler or a newborn. How do you know what he doesn't care about right now? Give me a break. Okay, as I mentioned uh, on the show uh, tomorrow, Gino Ojik and Brian Burnham of the Lions, who play Friday night at BC Place preseason game against Saskatchewan. Uh, that's it on behalf of Ryan, Rick. Derek, everybody here at Oh Boy and Check. I'm Don. You're up to date in the world of sports. Thanks for listening to the Donnie and Dolly podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Donnie and Dolly for all the latest show content. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.